Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Markets had a really good day today. If you're long the Dow Jones, put up the fifth straight session of wins today, uh, up 95 points at 36,398. That's about two-tenths of one percent. SP 500 after hitting an all-time high at the open and uh, pretty much flirting with it throughout the day. Finished down just four points at 47.86. Russ 2000 down six-tenths of a percent. And finally, NASDAQ, after rallying to about 40 points down, about 20 for the close, could not continue the rally. Finished down 89. That's down a half percent at 15,781. But you know, yesterday's move higher was uh, significant. NASDAQ yesterday and semis both up better than 2%. So, uh, or sorry, semis up 2.4%, NASDAQ yesterday up 1.6%. Really good days. Gave a little bit back today. I think we know why that happened as well. If you've seen these, uh, these lines of, uh, of cars all over the country, uh, I don't watch much cable TV, but today I, I put it on CNN. I know, I know. CNN and MSNBC for a few minutes just to get a sense of what's happening uh, with uh, the crazies out there. And that's exactly what they're talking about. They're talking about uh, everybody getting COVID tested. The record cases, right? And where are the record cases taking place? You got it. In the most heavily vaccinated parts of the country. Surprise, surprise. Uh, this Really, this is Groundhog Day, isn't it? Uh, you know, we get a report today. 30% of all the uh, uh, new, new COVID cases, coronavirus cases, excuse me. 30% of all the new coronavirus cases are in New York City or New York State, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, you get a sense of, of, of how just what a dramatic failure uh, that these vaccines have been. Just a stupendous failure. Uh, there's a video going on now uh, that I'm going to uh, uh, include in our update in the morning of, of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci's a fraud. Uh, talking about this is before the vaccines were released, right? Talking about the approval process, how long it takes, and talking about the fact, and this is really the kicker here, I doubt this video will be up much longer. He says, you know, we've had situations in the past where we've released vaccines and they've done more harm than good. So we don't want to have that happen. Well, look at what's happening right now. Look at what's happening right now. Uh, it's exactly what's happening. So, uh, you know, look, w- w- what's going on here uh, with everybody getting tested? I, you know, it's got me. I don't, I don't know why anyone would wait for hours in a car to be tested, but we are witnessing global mass psychosis on a scale that I didn't think was possible. I really did not, did not think what we're watching now would ever be possible. The gullibility and the stupidity of people today is uh, it's scary. It's scary because it tells you how easily controllable we are a- as a people. Um, you know, after 9-11, I-, I warned about this at the time on stages all over the world. I said, this can't be allowed to stand. We have to. We, obviously, we've been lied to massively about 9-11. I was saying this in 2005, by the way. And you know, we talk about the, the various things we've been lied to about. I'm not going to get into that here. But we let it, we let it go. You know, we, we let it go. Nobody was, uh, there, were no investi- there were no serious investigations. The 9-11 Commission was a joke. Then we move forward to uh, the financial crisis, the housing crisis, right? We were blamed for that. Right there, it was our fault. If we could fog a mirror, you could get a loan. They blamed us for it. Of course, that's not the case, is it? Seventeen straight rate hikes from the Fed from two thousand four to two thousand six. That that seeded that collapse right there. Then when they refused to bail out Lehman Brothers, would have cost just a few billion dollars. It tanked the whole system, 
And then what happened? The banks got $800 billion bailout in TARP. They used it to buy up all the cheap assets, everything that had collapsed because of their misdeeds and because of the 17th straight rate hike. So again, 9-11, not an accident, not exactly, not, did not happen as we're told. I don't know exactly what happened. I just know the official story is not believable. The financial crisis housing cra- uh, crash didn't, didn't even come close to happening the way that they've, they've pinned it so far. Then we had the stolen election of 2020. You know, again, it's, uh, it's getting easier and easier for our planners to pull things over our eyes. And they've certainly done it here with the pandemic. My God, that's four things in 20 years, folks. Four major global events, really. Uh, of course, 9-11 is global, and the housing crisis is global because of what it did to the global economy. And, of course, the Middle East war, etc. But... Um, this is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's the reason that people will wait in their car for hours uh, to get tested for whether or not they have a cold. Uh, but uh, it's also about, it's a little bit deeper than that. I mean, there are people gaming the system, uh, trying to get an extended mini work from home vacation. I'm not going to really get into that too much today. But um, the point being is that this is the kind of anxiety that can fuel the markets, direction in, in, in uh, action in both, ca- in, in both, in both directions, right? Uh, again, yesterday, booming action today, Dow Jones finished higher. By the way, it's inching closer now to an all-time high. And as it closed today, the Dow Jones now sits, again, SP 500 hit all-time highs intraday today. Uh, Dow Jones now sits just about 200 points away from an all-time high. I think we'll get there this week, as a matter of fact. I also think that this is going to be an extended rally that's going to last well into the new year. And I say that because, primarily because of the mountain of money that's coming into the markets. There's a mountain of money that's about to come into the markets here in just a couple of days. We've got three trading days left in the market. And uh, again, we're not, it's not just we're, we're coming up on the beginning of a, of a new month or a new quarter. We're coming up in the beginning of a new year, the big three. And uh, this is where you get your largest uh, contributions into the market, retirement funds, 401ks, et cetera, et cetera, uh, pensions. And uh, I think the market begins to discount that tomorrow. I actually expected a better day-to-day than we got. Uh, but uh, I think the market begins to discount that tomorrow. Of course, we're in the Santa Claus rally now. And uh, there are all, all kind of other barometers we're going to talk about. The January barometer, uh, how the markets do in January affects the rest of the year. Some very powerful data on this. We'll talk about that as, as we get a little closer. We don't assume too much between now and then. But again, we remain bullish. Tyler noticed something very interesting uh, he follows the uh, action of the various groups uh, and sectors very, and how they uh, operate uh, with each other pretty closely, something I really don't do very much. And he noticed today that we've got all-time highs taking place right now in both defensive sectors and in growth sectors. Now, this is not a brand new story. It's been happening pretty much all year, but it's happening now. It's happening now with the markets at all-time highs after having this big shakeout we just had. So when you have all-time highs taking place in defensive sectors, and they are real all-time highs today, folks, all-time highs in real estate, that's the real estate investment trust area, consumer staples and utilities, either at all-time highs or right there. But you also have all-time highs taking place in growth, right? Uh, XLK, the tech ETF, SP500, all-time high, 40% of the SP500 is tech now. So you've got all-time high, highs taking place in both of these, and it's been a recurring theme throughout the year. But what makes it really unique now is where we are in the cycle. 
because you've got everybody that said, okay, yeah, this move higher should have taken place because all liquidity, fiscal, monetary stimulus, et cetera, coming out of the uh, coronavirus insanity uh, crash. Uh, and, uh, but it's continuing now. What does that tell you? It tells us that this is highly bullish. It means there's a ton of money that continues to flow into the markets. It just happens to mean that about half of it is being conservative, uh, allocated conservatively. And the point we're trying to make here is that this is just not how big bull market tops happen. It's just not. Bull markets top when everybody's bullish. They don't care about defensive names. They don't care about owning utilities or consumer staples or real estate investment trust. They want all their money in, in, in the momentum names, right? In the go-go stocks. They want to be in tech. They want to be in, in, in hyper-growth, small cap, right? Speculative, speculative names as well. And we are just nowhere near that environment. But that's how big bull market tops occur, not when we flip from greed to fear with a 2% draw uh, pullback. So um, we think that changes pretty soon into 2022. We're actually very bullish on 2022 uh, because the analysts continue to underestimate corporate earnings, which are going to, we believe, soar again next year as they did this year. Again, Wall Street was way off on, and analysts way off on earnings this year. We think that happens again next year. Surprise, surprise. also love the fact that so many of Wall Street's market timers, market watchers are defensive, are nervous, are even bearish as we go into 2022. Again, it's contrarians. That's exactly what we want to see. What we don't want to see is everybody bullish. When everybody's bullish, there's no one left to buy. Kind of reminds me of Bitcoin right now. Um, so let's take a look at the internals under the hood today. Again, this was not great action. Again, yes, Tyler got in this yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday, NASDAQ was up over 200 points, but we had flat internals, advanced decline in volume. That was kind of a precursor to what happened today with the NASDAQ down uh, 89 at the close. NASDAQ today, 2 to 1 negative, advanced decline, 2 to 1 negative on volume. Uh, not horrible readings, but we don't want this to continue. Uh, it is it is kind of bizarre to see tech at all-time highs, but these internals continue to drag. That's our big bug, bugaboo right there. We don't want that to continue. We got about what you'd expect in YSE today with uh, SP500 uh, down just a little bit. We have flat internals today. Not a great field for the market today, but again, coming off of yesterday's major move higher, also not entirely uh, 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 unsurprising either. So, uh, in our sector watch today, and this was, uh, this was uh, again, let's, let's call it what you'd expect. I mean, this is a very light volume week. Uh, light volume weeks tend to be uh, adjudicated to the upside, in, in my experience. Uh, but we had seven sectors finished higher today, four finished lower. Nothing dramatic here, folks. Utilities, again, our leader, up nine-tenths of one percent. Utilities leading in a bull market at all-time highs. Utilities leading when the Fed's about to jack rates and, and take away the punch bowl of uh, a quantitative easing and, uh, and the, using the taper process. Does that make any sense to you? Because that's a bizarre characteristic of this market. And it also, I believe, tells us that rates are only going to want, go one direction. The same direction they've been going in for 41 years. Lower. Consumer staples also up today. Again, six tenths of one percent. Right at all-time highs. And materials up half percent. To the downside, tech down half percent. That's pretty much all we had there. Uh, finally, today for our commodity watch, we had uh, gold today. Again, holding over eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. Just can't get going. I think that changes in twenty twenty two. It's a great setup for gold, silver, and the miners. Gold uh, today down two dollars an ounce at eighteen oh six. Silver at five cents an ounce at twenty three oh four. Copper down three cents a pound at four forty three. 
Oil up 51 cents a barrel. Nice recovery there at $76.08 a barrel. And finally, Bitcoin taking on the chin today. Again, Bitcoin today was down almost 7%, down about $3,500, uh, trading right now at $47,775. My biggest concern, my biggest problem that I have about Bitcoin is I can't find a single Bitcoin lover, lover of cryptocurrencies, that's bearish on this group. Can't find one. That is not how you want to see markets set up. You want to see a lot of people nervous, scared, they've sold, they hate it, can't find one. As opposed to what's happening right now in precious miners, where you can't find anybody that'll tell you they love gold and silver, right? You try to find them. I can tell you the uh, equity allocations are at all-time lows. Uh, all the, based on almost every metric, gold, silver, and the miners are trading at ridiculously low prices uh, compared to where they've been over 10, 20, 30 years, uh, ever since the, the uh, gold was take, uh, dollar was taken off the gold standard in 1971. We're looking at metrics that we've never seen before uh, for gold and, and precious metals in the miners, uh, as opposed to Bitcoin, again, where everybody loves it. So I think that 2022 is going to be a very good year for precious metals. I think we could go period through a period here of, uh, of a while while we see uh, cryptocurrencies stagnate a bit, get some of the excesses uh, removed. And I may be in the minority on that. I think Tyler is much more positive than I am on, on cryptocurrencies. Uh, but that, that's where we stand right now. All right, folks, that's it for the day. Hope you had a great day. Hope you're having a great uh, post-Christmas week as we get ready to bring in 2022. And as always, uh, join us uh, at uh, VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.